Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we attempt to slow things down for you, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense in your world today. And obviously a lot going on. We've been following uh, that uh, officer-involved shooting, and uh, we'll continue to do that on KSL News Radio throughout the day as uh, more information uh, comes in. Uh, also last night, uh, obviously a lot going on as it relates to the presidential contest, and uh, the first debate of the 2020 cycle happened last night, and I think we had some proper music for maybe maybe what we all wished it was. Hello darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping All right, maybe we were all hoping for uh, the sound of silence last night, but it was anything but silent last night. Uh, very raucous debate, and there's a, there's a lot to get into as as we look at that. The thing that, that stuck out most for me for the in the debate last night was that there was usually you're trying to break these things down who won who lost who got an advantage who made the case uh, there were no winners in last night's debate but there were 320 million losers in last night's debate and the losers were the american people and we're going to break that down as we go through the day today and talk about what that debate was and wasn't uh, very few people are are able to really describe what happened last night. I had people that I was texting inside the Beltway, outside the Beltway, across the country, uh, right here in uh, our colleagues with uh, KSL News Radio and with the Deseret News, and no one could really put their thumb on what what was it. And so today, part of what we're going to do is we're going to look at what it was not. Uh, sometimes when you're flustered with something, the best way to describe it is by describing what it isn't. And so we're actually going to describe what the debate was not last night when we get to our final segment coming up at 11.50 today. So make sure you stick around for that. We'll have Scott Rasmussen joining us uh, here at 11.20. Uh, he'll help break that down and look at what the reaction is. Obviously, there are a lot of flash polls that take place after presidential debate. We'll get Scott's uh, insight and input in terms of uh, how did the rest of America 
respond and react to what they witnessed last night on the debate stage. Uh, we'll also be joined later on in the program today, 1135. Uh, our good friend Joseph Grinney is going to join us from the Other Side Academy. Uh, he has a new piece that was uh, in Harvard Business Review uh, talking about the three things you should bring to a political conversation. And we're going to talk about how we do that different. We often talk on this program that it's not about di- disagreeing less, it's disagreeing better. And if we learned anything from last night's debate, it is that currently we are doing a lousy job of disagreeing better at, at every level. Uh, this is not just at the, the top of the ticket uh, or the top of the government or the top of business. This is happening in our homes. This is happening in our communities. And uh, we need to break that down and, and talk that through. Uh, so let's look at a couple of things from uh, from the debate last night. Uh, we just heard a little bit from uh, Mitt Romney. He was caught in the hallway today uh, looking at that. And uh, just for some perspective, again, this was his reaction to last night's debate. When I heard at the very beginning, when Chris Wallace said, here are going to be the rules, uh, two minutes for each side, and then open discussion, I thought, oh, my goodness. I watched the debate last night. It was uh, It was not a Lincoln-Douglas debate, that's for sure. If you haven't gone through and read the Lincoln-Douglas debates recently, uh, that's a put that on your to-do list. Uh, that's a time well spent. Uh, very few rules, very interesting format, uh, but civility at its finest. There was no need for a shot clock. There was no need for a buzzer. There was no need to cut anyone's mic. Uh, there was no need to uh, caution people for interrupting. Uh, that's just not the way things were done. And we need to figure out uh, in all of this, how do we make it different and how do we get it better? If the American people want better, guess what, folks? We got to be better. Uh, this is not just a political issue. This spreads across many things in terms of how uh, we reverence others, how we have contempt for people we disagree with. Uh, this boils down into so many different areas. And we need we need to just stop and take a look in the mirror. This is a reflection. This is not about the candidates or the moderator or the debate season, or the pandemic. This is about we the people, what we accept, what we are willing to support, both in terms of candidates for office and whom whom we support in uh, businesses and how we conduct ourselves. And if we if if we want better, we got to be better. That's uh, that's really the ultimate bottom line there. Uh, we also, of course, had last night a very contrasting debate, uh, the Utah gubernatorial debate last night. Uh, featuring uh, uh, the lieutenant governor, excuse me, and uh, let's play a little sound here. Let's go uh, first to uh, Mr. Peterson and uh, his response on the coronavirus. It's about saving people's lives. People's jobs are on the line. Small businesses are collapsing. And it was clear to me that our coronavirus response was careening off track. And in fact, it did careen off track. And the lieutenant governor responded with this. Every time I start to feel bad about where we are as a state, I talk to my colleagues across the country, and they will tell you that Utah is doing it the right way. We're working together, and we're going to continue to lower the the rate of spread of this virus and save lives. All right, so a disagreement in terms of some of the things that had happened during the course of the virus, uh, but very civil in terms of their approach to that. Uh, And I think it was uh, good in that sense. I do think they're the format, I think we have to continue to look at how do we change the game. Uh, I still felt like I walked away from that debate and didn't learn a whole lot that was new, didn't really gain perspective. What I want to know is how does this candidate think? What principles are are driving them? 
And then I really want to know, how do they make decisions? How do they make decisions? Because that's going to tell us a lot. And, and it takes a, uh, a moderator who will push and pull and tug and, and get into the, the nooks and crannies of those decisions. That uh, is what we really have to get to. If we get there, then I think we'll find out a lot more about our candidates. I think we'll have uh, much better debates. And I think we'll have uh, more meaningful input for voters before they actually show up and vote. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, independent pollster Scott Rasmussen will give us a national reaction to what happened last night. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.